Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. I'm in surprisingly good voice right now. Did you hear that? You're in surprisingly good voice? I'm in good voice. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. You've never heard someone say that before? No. I've heard that on like multiple podcasts. Oh, I thought this was a fluff, but it's fine. No, that's definitely like a thing that people say. What does it mean? It means that my voice sounds good. Oh, la di da. I'm just saying, like a second ago, I was choking on my own esophagus, and then, like, <laughs> I just, you know, switched right off into character, and yeah. now I sound great. You sound so great. I sound really good. <laughs> um, you know, things are just good right now. It's good to be here. Sure is. <laughs> Yeah. 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 We love our jobs and the choices we we made. What are we doing? What are we doing here? What's happening? This is actually a good episode. This is a great episode, actually. (laughs) Well, it's a great topic. I don't want to speak for the quality of what we're about to vomit out of our mouths. (laughs) Even though you're in good voice. Affirmations. (laughs) I'm in great voice, but you also have to put positive affirmations into the universe i don't believe in those you if you it's um no nope. <laughs> i told you <laughs> i was gonna make a clever joke and none of the words happened no. from my face hole no not a single not a single one came good, out good try all right well what are, what what is the show today? What are we talking about? We're there talking about that Dairy Girls. Yes, we are. Finally. Good God. It only took Kirsty two months to watch twelve okay, twenty two minutes. I've definitely episodes. been later to other things before, so I know. Like let's give me some credit. It could have been worse. <laughs> but we were blessed. By the power of our time, of our recording timeline, and now Kirsty has seen it. Yes, I have seen all of it. And it's so good. And it's so good. It's so good. It's very good. Can I tell you my hot take, like, right out of the gate? Yes. Okay. My hot take is this. We need more 22 minutes that comes. That are six episodes long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what is going on in British television that they have always known about, but they have always understood the value of a short season. Yeah. And I don't know how they do it, and I don't know how to adapt it over here, but hot diggity does it work. It is the best thing. This, like, came, I think, right off the heels of me watching This Way Up. And then I moved right into lovesick, I think. So I've just had, like, a constant stream of 
British um, short season, short episode shows, and it's so nice. And I never want to give it up, so I have to keep finding content. So if you have content, tell me now. I need content. <laughs> it. I mean, it was a show, I say this all the time, but it was a show where as I heard people talking about it, I was like, I think this show might want things for me that I can't give it. But it was short enough that I was able to try, and it turns out that um, it at least gave me everything I ever needed. It doesn't really ask for much from you, honestly. It really doesn't ask for much. It's sort of it sort of just like walks into the room and is like, hello, this is me. I am this show. Enjoy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I finally, I had heard, like, little bits and pieces about it for the first season, but when the second season hit, like, Twitter went crazy, specifically mm -hmm. Nicole Cliff went crazy, mm -hmm. and that was the moment I decided that I was gonna watch all of it immediately. I kind of regret being it late to the party, to be works. honest. <clears throat> I think we came at a good time to the party. I feel like we watched it when Twitter was in, like, a good place about it. And now that the Emmys are over, Twitter is, like, not talking about it anymore. It was never an Emmy contender. <laughs> no, I know. But, like, everyone just had a lot of feelings about sitcoms right around the Emmys. So it, it got dragged into that. Oh. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was a direct correlation. It's just, like, a <laughs> I was like, how did we get here? No. I see. Because of time. Sure. Time is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very meaningless. <laughs> so, speaking of time, this show is a throwback in time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think... From what I recall of the early to mid-90s, which is, granted, not a lot, <laughs> I feel like it nails it. It did nail it. There's lots of good chokers. Mm-hmm. There's some decent hair. Yeah, the fashion is just incredible. And there's some real bangers on that soundtrack. You know what this show reminded me of that I, like, have not taken enough time in my life to explore? What? I think I like the cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You know, because, like, I hear that one song all the time. And um, there are, like, three different ones on the soundtrack here. And every time I hear it, I'm like, it's a banger. And then banger. I kind of move on with my life and forget about it. But I think it's something I need to spend more time with. I mean, I think they just deploy it well. But I don't know enough about the cranberries to know whether or not they're good. <laughs> yeah, I think they're. I think I like them. I think they're good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So should we tell the people what the show is? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the show. You go. You oh, get to tell them. You're going to make me do it? You're very good at telling people what the show is. Only when I have notes. 
No, this should be easy enough, right? The show is very easy. This show is like, it is a high school sitcom about five friends who go to a Catholic girls' school in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, which is something I have limited historical background on, but I know what happened, <laughs> and I know why, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yes. um, and they basically have a ton of hijinks, and um, it's usually a, like there's a high school story that could be told at any time juxtaposed with a like what's happening on their political scale happening in the background and it's mostly talking about how like it's a mundane thing for them and they don't really care about it but also it's a thing that's happening yes and it informs many of their hijinks yeah yes yeah and there's a lot of like parental characters as secondary characters on this show, then a couple of other like schoolmates. But um it works really well in that you don't have to really have seen other episodes to know what's happening. And it's not super narrative, so you could watch one and like it bubbles up to a breaking point and then they never talk about it again in the next episode. Ever again. Which is, I actually enjoy so much. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. As far as I can tell, there's only one serialized plot. And even that's kind of like, not haphazard, but like, not touched on a lot. What plot would that be? Um, James and his yeah. mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the dairy girls is actually a boy. And, <laughs> it's um, the best. <laughs> it's wild. He gets abandoned by his mother, who is British. Yeah. And so he has to live in Derry. Um, but because he's British in the middle of the Troubles, um, they are worried about sending him to a boys' school. So they sent him to the, the Catholic girls' school to yeah. sort of protect him. <laughs> um, and then he's, he's the wee British lad. Hijinks. He's the wee British lad, and it leads to more hijinks. It's so good. Everything is hijinks. Everything. Um, so do you want to tell them about the five friends and their, like, superlatives, if you will? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's Erin, who's the protagonist, and she's, like, the closest thing in the group to the normal one. Although I have to commend the lead actress for her face and yes. the, the way that she could deploy it. It's incredible. <laughs> I've never seen anyone with that many muscles in their face. She does physical comedy with her face that it, it like should be studied mm-hmm. by both art and science mm-hmm. for the ages. Um, so there's her... There's Michelle, who's, like, the rebel badass of the group, and her hijinks involve, like, bringing suitcases of vodka onto buses and creating bomb scares. Um, Yeah. And bringing pot scones to a funeral. And being, like, creating all these, like, sex schemes while also, like, never actually getting laid. Yeah, she's wicked horny, but, like, can never actually seal the deal. Yeah. Um... 
There's Claire, who is, like, the goody two-shoes, except they take it to such an extreme that she ends up being this, like, paranoid sociopath. (laughs) 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 I really, I think... Um, for all of the other goody two shoes in the world who are used to various versions of that archetype, you know, like the Leslie Nopes. Yeah. Um, it really forces you to re-examine, I think, <laughs> <laughs> what it means to be a character like that uh-huh. <laughs> for all of those around you all the time. <laughs> oh my god. I would say it was a a minor reckoning. Sure. Is how I would how I would consider that sure. character to be for some some people in the viewing audience. For, for some. For, for some out there. Um, and then there's Orla, who is, like, the token weirdo. Yeah. Um, and she's not used often, but she's used very carefully. Yes. Um, and then, of course, there's James. And James is, like, the audience proxy because he's the outsider to the group yeah. who gets pulled into the hijinks and is just like, where the fuck am I? What is this? What is <laughs> happening right now? This is, like, not real. Right. Yeah. They're so excellent. They are excellent. I feel like even though they have counterparts in many if not all other like high school <laughs> comedies of some kind they've done they found ways to make them unique in this show like they s- well cuz go ahead i feel like none of them like stick 100% to the archetype like they all have things that are familiar about the archetype yeah but they're all very much like their own thing and they're all messes and i think that helps <laughs> Yes, they are all equally hot messes. Yes. For sure. They all have equal opportunities to be right. Mm Mm-hmm. And they all have equal opportunities to fuck shit up. (laughs) It's so fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's wild, too. Like, there, there are a couple episodes where... The, the hijinks begin, like, specifically the uh, episode where I can't remember the beginning. I think they are trying to get jobs, and so they steal the bulletin board yep. from the chippy, and yep. then they end up working in the chippy. That's the one where they and thought they had it, um, uh, trusts. Yeah, and it, like, escalates yep. from there yep. um, and ends spectacularly. That whole episode, I was, like, so anxious (laughs) because I knew it was a short episode and I knew that this was the only episode where this was going to happen. And the whole time I was like, how, how did, how did we get here? Like, how did this get written and us get here? (laughs) And then it still managed to end in, like, a way that worked, even though it was so aggressive. Yeah, they do a very good job at that. They bring they do such a good job of like bringing it all home, mm-hmm. rather gently for how wild it gets in the middle there. Yeah, and it's never like a breach of character to do it. No, 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 no. 
It's incredible. That second episode is a pure delight. <laughs> My favorite thing about that episode is when they place their family order for fish and chips. Yes. The whole dynamic around the chippy. It's like, so good. One feels really true to a small town. Yeah. Like, they really nailed the small town life there. Yes. Like, I, I feel like most of us have a small business owner in our lives that could be her. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, so there's that. But then also, just, like, they dedicate so much time in such a short, non-serialized show to working through, like, family dynamics and, like, broader societal dynamics Mm -hmm. while standing in line at a fish and chip store. Yes. Like, that's kind of a neat trick. It really is. (laughs) I love their family so much. Their family's great. So the main character, quote unquote, uh, and Orla are cousins. Yeah. And they live all in the same house with Aaron's parents, the grandpa, Orla's mom, and a miscellaneous baby that's never explained. I feel like we didn't see the baby at all in season two. No, you did. She's always just like there. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. She felt like more of a thing in season one. Yeah, I think you just notice her less because they just still insist on not doing anything with her, which is a hilarious choice considering they're paying for that baby. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's world building. It's amazing. And so they all live in this house and the grandpa like berates the dad constantly and it's my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) there's like no clear reason for it (laughs) he just hates him and he's like why don't you go get divorced from this asshole already and he's like we've been married for 17 years (laughs) it's so good and then orla's mom is like a space case they definitely use orla's mom more than they use orla and yeah. it's not wrong. It's not wrong. She's incredible. <laughs> the whole thing that she has about James's mom's eyebrows, <laughs> where she's like, I'm just saying, I think you can compliment a woman's eyebrows without <laughs> having to deal with the woman herself. <laughs> it's so Like, amazing. welcome to 90% of my celebrity gossip channel and one of my friendship slacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yep. It's amazing. (laughs) I love when she goes to the wedding and she shows up wearing white and comes in right when the, like, main processional song comes on. Yes. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know what people are talking about. It's not me. (laughs) She keeps saying that it's 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 a Mary's hat. hat. (laughs) Yeah. The hat. She's like... Um, and we should also talk about Sister Michael. <laughs> Sister Michael. I want a Sister Michael show. Yes. I, it, so one thing to know about this show 
For folks who've been listening to our podcast for any length of time, you may know that I do not have out loud reactions when I watch things ever. Mm -hmm. But this show actually made me laugh out loud in at least three episodes. Oh, yeah. I laughed out loud this entire show. They were, it was basically always Sister Michael. It was either Sister Michael or Michelle, but it was mostly Sister Michael because she's just, her comedic timing is just like, it's unreal. It's unreal. It's unreal. I am so fascinated by Sister Michael as a human being. Oh, I get her 100%. (laughs) But like... I want to get in there and, like, learn the intricacies, like, learn all her nuances, you know? Like, I want to spend some more time on the whole statue thing she's got Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like, she's just, she's a character. I want to spend some time with her. So this is a reference you won't get, but she reminds me a lot of Dina from Superstore. Mm. But... Obviously more Catholic and more hardcore (laughs) somehow. (laughs) She like, (laughs) my favorite thing she does, so she's like begrudgingly the headmistress of their school and she hates it. She hates it and she hates children. And the only reason she's there is because they give her free housing. And (laughs) my favorite thing she does is they have a lot of assemblies in which they let like the student body participate for some reason and her side comments during the assemblies are my favorite thing <laughs> she's i like wish i had any of them written down because it's just it's a work of art there's like a long running bit where there's a girl who's like the like suck up of the class i don't know what else to call her yeah i mean in most other teen things she would be like the popular girl which she kind of is but she's also like a nerd so she like does like all the the dance committees in the yearbook and she's like in charge of everything yeah and is like the popular girl but is like a complete dork yeah And there's, like, this whole thing where she thinks she's a really good singer, and she does these, a lot of different singing um, presentations of various Mm -hmm. kinds, and anyone who sings in the background with her, like, her friends are always better than her, and that's my favorite thing that they never address, but... um, I think in one of the very first ones, they're singing a song that's like a a song we we know. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but you would know it. <laughs> and Sister Michael's sitting there and she's talking to some other lady and she's like, didn't I ban this song? And she goes, no, you banned like this one, this one, this one. They all like love in the title. And she goes, get this on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> there, in season two, there's an episode where they're announcing a themed prom. Yeah. And so um, this chick had, had, like, written a script for announcing it, and she gives it to Sister Michael, and Sister Michael starts to read it, and she gets halfway through one of the sentences, and she just looks up, and she goes, I simply cannot read this, and just walks off stage. (laughs) Just gone. Gone. 
I had a weird gumball thought today, and I don't know, I don't even know whether it's true or not, but it's mm-hmm. worth discussing. Does this show channel a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite energy? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like chaotic Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> like, I don't know why that occurred to me, but... Yeah, and it's the it's awkwardness got... factor, I think. Yeah. And it's got a similar, like, sort of low hum of, like, chill, dull energy, even though what's happening is completely bonkers. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's not always, like, the super high energy, like, out of control show, even though it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it does feel, like, very mundane. Even when they're in, like, a weird situation. (laughs) Yeah. Even, like, there's a whole thing about them trying to go to a concert and there's, like, a polar bear on the loose from a zoo and they're, like, convinced the polar bear is going to, like, come to dairy. Yeah. And even that is, like, has, like, these undertones of being, like, this is just normal. (laughs) Right. So... I think I have to ask you, Kirstie. Okay. Have you, I mean, we might know. Have you self-identified as a dairy girl? Um, I don't know yet. I'm still, I I don't know. Because we know um, you're part Claire. I'm definitely part Claire. I it's, am like, I feel like I'm, I'm a pie chart. Like, I'm probably... 40 to 60% Claire and like 20 to 40% Aaron. Mm-hmm. But I think I got a little bit of James in there too. <laughs> you know? What a sweet, sweet wee British lad. <laughs> the wee British lad. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Who Who are you? So... I was thinking about this tonight as I was rewatching, and I think I'm Aaron's mom. <laughs> oh wow! Plot twist. <laughs> Tell I, me more. I think that's the dairy girl I am because she's so petty. Yeah. <laughs> she is petty. <laughs> she may be the dairy girl that I want to be. <laughs> What, I don't even know if it's my favorite. One of my favorites that she does is there's a whole episode where she has borrowed Michelle's mom's bowl and Michelle's mom tells her to keep yes. it and she can't let it go about like why she told yep. her to keep it. <laughs> and she's like calling Aaron at school and being like, find out information about this bowl. Like, when did she get a new one? Was it given to her by someone who she doesn't like anymore? <laughs> It just spoke to me. <laughs> it's she's so good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I also love I her think... scene with the um laundry where she can't accept doing a half a load of laundry. Yes. That was a big mood. It sure was. 
That was a big mood. She's like literally shaking down everyone in the house for laundry. <laughs> she had like one thing she needed to wash. And someone, it might have been Jerry, was like, you can just wash the thing. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> and that's her whole plot the whole episode. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's such a mood. Mm-hmm. I think you're Aaron. You think I'm Aaron? I think you're an Aaron. I don't know if I'm, like, loud enough to be an Aaron. I think you are in spirit. (laughs) I did take two Dairy Girls quizzes today, and they both gave me Aaron. I so the other hot take and you can put this in the edit zone if you want but I think you are especially Aaron if you consider that Michelle is Lexi. <laughs> yeah, probably. Lexi and Michelle are 1000% the same person. Yes. And then you in that scenario are like a perfect Aaron, like you are the Aaron to her Michelle. Yeah, and no, then, that's yeah, fair. When I roll up for Lake Living, I'm full on Claire. <laughs> and you're like the purity of the water. <laughs> Food and safety standards. I literally, uh, one night, <laughs> took over the grill. Because I was so sick of the poor food handling standards. (laughs) And everyone was pissed at me because it took longer, but the food was cooked. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, any, like, particular moments of the show that stand out that we should talk about? Um, I don't know about individual moments, only because I think, like, this is a show that, like, seeing is believing a little bit. Like, I think you you have to, like, go all in on it. Mm -hmm. The one thing that speaks to me right now, though, is the way that they balance, like, the political environment in that moment in time with, like, the day-to-day life mm-hmm. stuff. Only because, and, like, I am not trying to pretend that this moment in American history is anything like that moment in Irish history. Mm-hmm. But only because everyone on Twitter whines and bitches and moans all the time about how we are supposed to live our normal lives day-to-day when it feels like the entire republic is falling right now. And I, like, I feel like the show is that. It's like, hey, this is how real people actually survive, like, real, real shitty bad things. Yeah. Yeah. I I had that thought when I was watching, too. It's a real, like, life continues on kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice thing. It's a nice show. They do it in a way that is nice and good. Didn't you tell me this wouldn't be for nice people only when you first started it? I wasn't sure. (laughs) Um, I think it's strongly in the for nice people only category. 
it is it is nice it is actually nice what what uh changed my mind was the finale of season one mm-hmm. and there was a moment um where i just suddenly was like oh no they've injected feelings yes i didn't see that coming <laughs> Yeah, there's a few little, like, feelings bits in there, but even those are pretty light. Like, I'm not gonna cry over the show, I don't oh, think. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, like, real feelings, but it is a moment where it's just, yeah. like, you feel a little tug, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Where did that one come from? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's because they were secretly nice all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are nice. I- I will tell you, if you have not watched the show yet and you plan to and whatever, like, don't be proud about subtitles. Just use them. (laughs) I know there are two camps of television watchers and I am a subtitle user, so fuck off. But, like, also, I have read plenty of tweets by people who said that they waited several episodes before they turned the subtitles on. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, just... Just do it from the jump. It's fine. I didn't turn mine on, but I get it. Well, aren't you fancy? I find that if you just turn the volume up a lot, it kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I watch a lot of it's... British TV, so. Yeah, well, part of my issue is that I'm not an auditory learner mm-hmm. at all. And so you start throwing any kind of accent in there, and I'm out. Yeah, this one is pretty thick. It's thick, and they have a lot of slang. Yeah. And it's easy enough to catch on to what it means, but it's one of those things where, like, if you're already, like, if your brain is already processing new information, and then the slang comes out of nowhere, then it's like, I don't know what words I'm hearing anymore. Yeah. See, for me with a show like this, I think if I turned subtitles on, I would be so hung up on trying to understand what the words I was reading meant that I wouldn't pick up on the context clues of what they were saying. Like, I can understand it better if I hear it, like, interesting in context versus just reading words and having them kind of, like, flow through my brain. <laughs> yeah, I need the words in order to hear the words. <laughs> My biggest complaint about the training I was at last week was that I didn't, I couldn't find the verbatim script, which is why I reread it this week when I found it. Oh my god. (laughs) Such a Claire. I, yeah. Whoops. (laughs) It's alright, Claire's great. (laughs) You know what? The world needs Claire's, because that's how you all survive. Yeah. I love it when Claire's hung over that one time. And she's like, she's like, we're all really bad people. And I just woke up feeling like in a bad place. And they were like, it's a hangover. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) I also love, I think it's the first episode. um, When Claire decides to start fasting (laughs) for for the wee Ethiopian. (laughs) Yep. And... She, like, spends half the episode being like, oh my god, I'm so hungry, I'm gonna pass out, I can't handle it. And they're like, you basically skipped lunch, Claire. Yeah. 
I also love when they're on the bus to Belfast when they're trying to sneak out to the concert. Mm -hmm. And she, like, wore, like, a coat and a scarf (laughs) as a disguise. And then she's complaining about how hot she is. And they're like, just take the coat off. And she's like, I can't. We'll be seen. And they're like, just take the coat off. And she's like, I didn't wear anything under it. show has some widespread appeal yes like we talk about a lot of things like score a hockey musical that may not be for everyone (laughs) i strongly disagree score a hockey musical is for everyone fair (laughs) it's got music okay it's got sports it's got the bare naked ladies. It's got that guy from Shit's Creek. Oh boy, is that Who is it not for? <laughs> no. Okay, fair. Uh, but also, Dairy Girls is like the most watched, or was the most watched. Uh, series in Northern Ireland in 2018. So you know it's legit. I mean, Northern Ireland is a small place. Well, sure, but that is where the show is from. So, Oh, you mean it's authentically? Yes. <laughs> got it, got it, like, got it. If, if they like it there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and season three is coming <laughs> at some point. I know that too. <laughs> Trying to mansplain demographics to be over here. Like, well, actually, statistically speaking. (laughs) You ever seen a map? (laughs) Tell me more about the broad appeal. (laughs) It's fine. Whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a good show. You guys should watch it because it is best. good. And then once you watch it, you should probably tell us about it. Please tell us about it. You know, you know the thing that I have not seen enough of on Twitter and I am shocked? What? There's a lot of talk on Twitter about the really good sayings in this show, specifically Jesus Wept and Catch Yourself On. Yeah. Which are both good. Don't get me wrong here. Yeah. I have not seen a single soul on Twitter talking about my personal favorite phrase from this show, which is fuck a doodle do. I know it's so good. Fuck a doodle do. <laughs> like why are we as a society not like answering the phone that way? You know, it reminds me of that phrase you used to say that you got from someone at work and I'm being vague on purpose but there was a phrase you used to say bitch ass nope dick shit dick shit dick shit I was like running through my library because I also I also came up with your ass is a dick which is like another very good one no that is a good one 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dick shit is that was very good. <laughs> I learned everything I know it? about language from an eight year old is Fuck is a what's doodle do. Here. It is. Fuck a doodle do. It's so good. I wish I could say it with like the Irish lilt because like there's something about the emphasis that really helps too. Yeah, like we can't do it justice. No, you really have to hear it in context because there's like a little upward inflection. Yeah. At the end there, it's mm-hmm. it's glorious. It's so good. It's extremely good. Fuck a doodle do. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more. There's just so many. Nicole Cliff got like a series of t-shirts with different phrases from the show on them. Oh my god. That was a big day. That is a big day. Did she like have them custom made or did she find them somewhere? I think she found them like via Etsy, but really not sure. Gotcha. God, wouldn't you love to have her resources? Yes. <laughs> millions of dollars and unlimited time to spend on the internet yes yeah like that that would really work for me Mm -hmm. but for now all we have is dairy girls for now we have dairy girls and we have this podcast we do so if the people would like to uh talk to us about dairy girls what should they do they should find us on twitter at hate watch with us where you can also talk to us about Score a Hockey Musical, which I don't think you understand how much we want to continue talking about Score a Hockey Musical. Correct. And also Dairy Girls. But really, it's all about Score a mm-hmm. Hockey Musical. Always. Um, you can also find us on the internet. We have a website, hatewatchwithus.com. And there you will also find our email, which is hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. And you can send us stuff at all of the above places. We do check our inbox all the time. Totally. 100% of the time. Yes. Well, I mean, I actually do, though. Yeah, I mean, it comes to our phones. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally just Dropbox telling us that we have signed in from the other's location. (laughs) Exactly. Um, also, if you want to listen to podcasts that for some reason don't talk about Score Hockey Musical, um, well, be- uh, you know what you should do is you should start a letter writing campaign Ooh. to to these friends that Kelsey will tell you about at yeah. the relevant locations. You should tweet. Forcing them to watch yes. Score a Hockey Musical. Tweet to at ThoughtBubbleFM and tell them. That they have to watch Score a Hockey Musical immediately. Yes. Um, you can also find them individually at um, shows <laughs> like... My mind just was like, <laughs> what are shows? <laughs> what are shows? What are shows? Shows are... Beer with Geeks, Academy Rewind, Supergirl TV Talk, Loud Women, and a whole bunch of others. They're also available on ThoughtBubbleAudio.com and on Patreon somewhere. Blah, blah. Search ThoughtBubbleAudio and you'll find them. You can, yeah, just look for ThoughtBubble. <laughs> we still don't know how Patreon works. 
I well, because I don't know what the is it just like patreon.com slash like my what's the format bit. of a Patreon URL? <laughs> We're doing this podcast network such a great to learn how it's if you want us to learn what Patreon URLs are, then go to the Thobbable Audio Patreon and give them money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and on that note, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.